Hello, and welcome to another installment of Behind the Fourth Wall, a podcast where we break down movies, trailers, TV shows, and other pop culture news. My name's Emmett, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Ivan. We'll be looking at uh, a little bit reflective of 2020, the best of, both movies and shows, and we'll also look ahead at the most anticipated movies and shows of 2021. All right, so we also want to add a disclaimer on this, that our list here is pretty much just movies and shows that we watched and really enjoyed. It's not a definitive ranking in any in any format, so uh, we couldn't possibly see absolutely everything that came out. So please don't get offended if your favorite show or movie was not added to our discussion. But definitely let us know if you think we missed it. If it wasn't on our list, it wasn't worth watching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, at Ivan for that one, not me. <laughs> no i'm only kidding here but not really let's, uh, but maybe. let's start with let's start with movies what, what were some of your give me like one or two of your favorite movies from 2020 oh dude easily peppa pig the musical episode oh wait no we're talking movies first right my bad yeah uh, <laughs> save, that, save that for later <laughs> honestly so i thought about this long and hard because i'm like I'm going through and I'm like, what movies actually made it to release? I know, in yeah, this is a little tougher year to to break, dissect and break down. Um, I gotta go with Tenet, only because mm-hmm. it, it it was confusing as heck, just like any Stanford, um, Christopher Nolan movie, right? But I, I liked it at the end. It took me a couple of watches to to really um appreciate it. Uh, but it's definitely a movie that I felt like. I really wanted that IMAX experience, and obviously because of the pandemic and all that, I wasn't able to get that. But if you guys have managed to to take a look at it, I'm not sure if it's available on HBO Max yet. I think it is, right at this point. Ooh, I don't. Not the last I looked. I I think it was still in the Amazon rent. Oh damn, section. that's rough. That's You're right. the only reason I haven't seen it yet, just because I'm kind of waiting for it to be free and I can just watch it and then maybe like sit with it for a day and then watch it again, like twice in the same weekend type of thing. But I've heard mixed reviews. I know you really liked it. I've heard other people be confused about it. So I definitely had it on the list of top for 2020, probably mostly because there weren't that many major movies that came out. I can probably list... Uh, a or like name a whole list of movies that didn't come out in 2020 <laughs> that's gonna <laughs> be longer than long. the list. <laughs> yeah well, yeah it's a longer list than the movies that i did watch in 2020 yeah uh but tenet's up there for me i think that that's probably like my um probably the thing the, the movie that i enjoyed the most and um maybe not like the best content i consumed <laughs> this year but 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 it's up there and i i thought that it was um if anything it, it made me miss being able to go to movies yeah i'll get nostalgic with my pick i think my favorite was probably the last movie i saw in theaters was the gentleman back in i think i saw it in march with McConaughey. god that was such a good movie it was like a it was a classic like gangster movie uh, McConaughey played the heck out of his character. Charlie Hunnan. Everybody bounced off each other really, really well. It was so fast-paced. And then you also get like 300 type of uh, gore in some of the fights. Is it like, uh, is it Raider R? I think it was. Oh, damn. So how, wait, you, said, you said you got a chance to see this in theaters. Have you gotten a chance to watch it again since then? No, I only got to see it once in theaters too, which was uh, sad. But I'm trying to find the page here for its rating. Was that maybe the la- the like the the sunset yeah. on your AMC subscription? <laughs> I think it might have been because oh no, it came out in January. Maybe I this wasn't the last one I saw. Maybe scratch that, but still, it's the last lasting impression of theaters for me, and it was rated R. This is going to sound a little sad now that you've revealed um, The Gentleman might have been the last movie you saw uh, in theaters, but the last movie I saw in theaters was Birds of Prey. Uh, I kept putting that one off, and that's why I didn't see it, but I did get to see it last year when it came to HBO. I'll I'll tell you what I thought of it (laughs) real quick, um, (laughs) because... I do, I do think it's worth a watch. I, I don't I don't think it's a horrible movie, but I also don't think it's like 
a great movie. <laughs> I think it's somewhere like in in the mediocrity scale, but I, I, I still think it was a good time. Definitely something that I, I kind of I hesitated to watch it at first because it, it seems to be like a at least a spiritual successor or sequel to 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 um Suicide Squad, which I thought was the worst DC movie we've gotten. Uh, so yeah. it didn't quite get to that level, but there are a couple things that I really found out about it. But again, it, it, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, sorry, sells the um the character of Harley Quinn to me. Yeah, I think that's. I think if it, if Suicide Squad never happened, I think this movie I would have rated like a grade above. I don't know. I probably just was like salty from all the bad DC movies, but I really enjoyed it. I thought. All the cast played off each other really well. I thought the action was fair for someone who doesn't have superpowers. So I didn't expect like insane fights. Um, and then it was like a heartwarming message as well. Underneath it all. It kind of felt like a Deadpool. It did, right? Like It's almost like they were setting up the Harley Quinn character to be the, the DC's answer to, to, to Marvel's Deadpool. Yeah, not quite as good as Ryan Reynolds, but that's my opinion. <laughs> did you see um he's they actually greenlit um deadpool 3 and recently I, I think he's doing something called um the atom project or something that's his ryan Reynolds' next movie i was i didn't, feel know, like i didn't hear character. about atom project but i did hear deadpool 3 got greenlit which i'm happy about Me they too. could make those i we could be like 10 years talking later and be a deadpool 14 i'd be happy i hope they go a route of like exploring some of the stuff um some of the heavier themes there but uh it's it's got some slack to pick up because <laughs> we you know i feel like dc's trying their hardest with uh birds of prey to try and mimic that but didn't quite stick that landing there yeah yeah i agree um i also had i mean this one's forever in my heart onward i i love a good pixar movie this is ranked at the top of my Pixar list. You know that if you heard our podcast on uh, our episode on Soul, which also came out in 2020. All right, let's let's talk about the Pixar ones here real quick. <laughs> Pixar had a couple, yeah. I didn't, you know what? Like, it, well, I don't know why I didn't I, I didn't click this before because we literally, like you said, we literally just recently recorded the Soul episode. But you're right, Pixar had a twofer this year, so um, I. Out of the two, I think I did enjoy Onward a little bit more. And that was also one, the, like our first taste of um, quarantine uh, content, right? Because it came out of yeah. theaters right at the time that theaters started closing. So yeah. Disney was just like, you know what? Let's just give it to the people. Um, and we were able to kind of watch it. I, I watched it at home, uh, which I'm assuming you did too, right? Yep. Yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah, and I, I obviously put Onward above Soul. I think just because... I don't know, that one just sat so well with me, but then also Soul just kind of felt like Coco, uh, take two kind of thing. So yeah, I think on an originality scale, I gave it to Onward. Yeah, and it was, it was kind of nice to see um, voice actors being used for, for Onward that we were very used to seeing at leading other projects at the moment, particularly stuff that's very... Um, how do you say, like, very prominent, I guess, in, in the pop culture spectrum. Uh, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland being um, Star-Lord and Spider-Man at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that casting. I thought they sounded really good in their roles. Um, and I know we talked about it in Soul, how Jamie Foxx felt good in his role. And Tina Fey also felt good, but also could have been, like, kind of replaceable. Right. And I, I think appropriately so. The movies carry like pretty heavy themes, especially for the year that 2020 was. <laughs> it kind yeah. of lined up really well with it, both at the end, the start and the end of this whole um, pandemic session. I guess I don't, I don't really know what to call it. Yeah, but you know, you know, Pixar is always going to bring a good heavy theme. Give us all the feels, Pixar. I'm always good for a cry every time I go in and watch a Pixar movie. I'm always like, all right, you know what? Here's my little pack of tissues. I'm just gonna like cry a little bit. <laughs> yeah. There's always a, there's always a point in it. So those two movies are pretty good though. Like I, whether you're watching it with a kid or whether you're just watching it, you know, on your own. Like I, you know, I, I shared with you like I, 
I want to watch Soul with 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 my niece only because like all the Pixar stuff I'm starting to show her anytime I'm babysitting. And obviously with kids, it's all about like colors, spontaneity, that kind of thing that attracts their eye. Uh, but it's nice to kind of see like every generation kind of get some different little thing out of these movies. Um, and for kids, it's going to be like the colorful characters and all that. But for adults, it's like the the heavy themes on it, and it's nice. Uh, there's like an example of content that like is really kid friendly, really cool, but not necessarily like talking down to them or at all really corny in any way. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I don't know what it's like to watch with a kid, but I definitely have <laughs> uh, <laughs> different uh, new appreciations for Pixar movies and Disney movies in general. I guess uh, as I get older and have different experiences uh they you're you're right you do get different points of of scenes to resonate with you and wonder woman came out in 2020 as well yeah another i it's odd two dc movies but i mean wonder woman's been slated to come out for like two three years that it kind of felt so overdue by the time it actually came out wonder woman was about to become dc's um version of what new mutants ended up being not to kind of deviate the conversations, but yeah. you know, and not to bring in another movie <laughs> into the mix that isn't necessarily on our list. But New Mutants was another movie too that was on there for like four or five years at this point. Yeah. Um, and I also don't do scary movies, but I heard a lot of good things about Invisible Man. Probably not enough for me to watch, just because I'm kind of a coward. So. I'm not going to watch it, but uh, I know that it got good ratings um, in all the rating sites, both Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, and then just general fan fan base. Is it the jump scares that get you for, for scary movies, or is it more so like you just don't care for that much of gore and violence in, in movies? No, I'm fine with like gore, oddly enough. It's like the lingering thoughts after movies end. Like in the in the movie, I'm like, you can jump scare me. That's fine. I, I'm I'm okay with that. But it's like thinking about something that could could be behind the the uh, shower curtain or something like that. You know, it's very psychological. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that stuff. And I get that, what you yeah, mean. I, those movies usually sit with me for a little longer than I want them to. Whereas if I watch like an Onward, it's like okay, I can just feel good, or you know maybe feel sad for a little bit, but then move on. I get what you mean, though. Not to deviate the conversation here, but, like, what's one scene that kind of stuck with you for, uh, like, anything that kind of, I guess you can kind of tie this back to? Of the whole year? Or? No, I mean, like, horror movies. Let's 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 turn this into a therapy session. <laughs> oh, gosh, was, I wasn't prepared for this. But... What was the first <laughs> horror must. movie scene that really, really bothered you? Uh you know, it's also, it depends on the crowd that you watch it with. So the one that, like, <laughs> I remember really well. And I I could go back and watch it now and not be freaked out. But, like, Paranormal Activity really, like, tripped me out for a while. Because it was, like, it's not like a Chucky doll where, like, it has to be obviously, like, in front of you or whatever. It's, like, an invisible deity just like <laughs> messing with you just because like you're living on its house or something like that um and i just remember like the crowd that i was watching with was we were all like terrified of the jump scare moments or like what was gonna happen that that one like really just like stuck with me you ever watched the final destination movies no there's uh wasn't that more gory though it was very gory if you've never seen it final destination 5 i think it always sticks out to me as like there's a, there's a there's a scene that involves um, losing an eye to LASIK eye surgery and it just further traumatized me like forever. As somebody with astigmatism, I always had the hope of like, <laughs> hey, maybe when I'm old enough and I can afford it, I'll do LASIK eye surgery. But after that, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm good with glasses. I'll just stick to these forever. Yeah, it's not so much about affording that surgery. It's about affording repairing that surgery. So you have to have enough for both just to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot of bad things on it, but you know what? I'll be I'll I'll be astigmatistic or whatever you want to call it for for life. I'm good. I don't mind wearing I'm, glasses. I'm just a 2020 guy, you know. <sighs> Not the year. Jealous. Just the eyesight. Jealous. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's talk TV shows, though. What were some of your uh, favorite either new shows or seasons of shows uh, this year? Um, Obviously not counting Mandalorian, because we both would put that as number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would. I, I, I loved it. It's I'm an easy one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an easy number easy one. Easy win for the, for the, for the year. Um, I have three here that I want to point out real quick. Four maybe on one, but I feel like that overlaps with our list. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll start with that one because we we both kind of have it under the boys season two. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like for a while, I was telling you, I was like, "Hey, I know the commercials for it got really annoying, but the boys is actually a pretty good series." Yeah, I really liked season one to the point that I was obsessed with um with season two as soon as it came out. Yeah, but good timing on this because speaking of gore, this is one <laughs> of the like goriest shows I've ever seen. But it, like did it in such a funny way that like you didn't you weren't bothered by it which is pretty sadistic or or weird to say it, it's it's like sadistically hilarious though like in, yeah i think that's the best way that i could describe it because it's just, you know to anybody watching just to kind of summarize the show it's, it's anybody watching to, to anybody listening um to kind of summarize what the boys is it's basically like if you take justice league add in like the attitude of marvel a bit and then make it super cynical very wor- real world when it comes to like themes and and you know topics i guess for for character themes and then just sprinkle in like the, the most glorious direction you can take any sort of interpretation of superhero powers you that you have the boys right there which you know the two head characters are a depowered guy somebody that doesn't have superpowers but is out for revenge and the character called homelander who if you ever wondered what superman would be like if he was raised by the government <laughs> that'd be your answer <laughs> yeah yeah and you had you and a couple other friends had hyped this up for so long and i was like all right i'm just gonna keep putting this off and then <laughs> i started it this year so i actually got to watch season one and two during um during quarantine so yeah that's definitely also at the top of my list i feel like it's a show that people slept on for a bit because i know i know i had pretty decent ratings from amazon but um, if, if anyone hasn't watched it that's listening to this, watch it. You owe it to yourself. It's it's a lot of fun. And like Emma said, it's, it's a little gory too, so it might be a little bit much for some folks. But just watch the first episode of season one. If after the first 10 minutes you think it's too yeah, much for you, then turn know. it off. <laughs> <laughs> you'll know, yeah, pretty quickly in the beginning. Um, <laughs> but if you're not into like any blood or any like innards, let's say, don't watch the show. <laughs> I also had... Uh, I mean, this was definitely a year of me like catching up on old shows, so I didn't really watch a crazy ton of new seasons or anything like that, but Better Call Saul was my binge show, and season five came out this this year, um, so I, I loved that series. I mean, I tried to watch it when it was originally coming out, but it was on such a like irregular schedule that I couldn't figure out when it was going to air the next episode. But I mean, oh my gosh, it's Breaking Bad take two. It's so good. Has it gotten progressively better? And I know I saw season one, and I enjoyed it. Um, I just didn't. I feel like I didn't get quite as hooked on it the, um, my first go around. I wouldn't say progressively better. It definitely is like mid seasons of Breaking Bad, where it's like it's just pushing a story forward. But it, it got to a point where this year is like it kind of wrapped up all of its storylines where there definitely should be a season six where you'll get like closure or loop it into breaking bad it it felt like all the major plots were wrapped up so it felt like it was good closure but there's definitely more you want from it i definitely i I definitely need to to catch up on that one because that that's one that i i did enjoy but i feel like and one of my friends kind of pointed this out to me but so i had I basically watched Breaking Bad after everything was pretty much said and done. So I binged it. I did um, too, yeah. And one of my friends was like, it's better call Saul. The reason he's like, the reason why you may not have enjoyed it as much as you did before is because you were waiting for a bit. I think it's better if you go back to it now and binge it through because it's more enjoyable that way. And it might just be that too. Well, that's, yeah, because I, I had watched a couple episodes as they were airing in like the first couple seasons and they were intriguing, but I was also like, I don't want to wait around. So this year getting to binge one, like seasons one through four and then getting the new season of five, uh, definitely, uh, made it worth it. 
But I will say, I mean, I don't know if the deal has changed since I watched it, but it was one through three or one through four were free on AMC, like if you have a cable provider. But then season five, you had to pay for. But it was worth it. Yeah, I, got, I definitely got to go back to it and, and watch it because I, I loved Breaking Bad. And I, I did also watch the... um the spinoff movie that came out. I don't Was it this year that it came Camino? out? Camino? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was this year. This, 2020 seems like it went away. and I just no, that was 2019. It was 2019? Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I, I have a hard time distinguishing between what happened in 2019 and 2020. Yeah, yeah it is a little tough. I also had The Outsider on my, on my list from HBO. I feel like that was kind of an... I don't know. Maybe I'm misspeaking here, but I felt like it was underrated. I know most of my friends had watched it when I brought it up to them, but like no one had recommended it to me. Is that the uh, Stephen King book? Yeah, yep. I read the book. I I definitely liked the story. I I I didn't. I don't know why I thought that was an upcoming show and not something that was actually released this, this past year. Uh, no, it came out. It was. It was good, like up until the last episode. I think <laughs> maybe that's why it, it kind of loses its hype. Because um, this is like as scary as I get. Uh, speaking of scary movies, like the suspense in this one was very True Detective, like season one, right? Um, where they're just tracking this like serial killer, which turns out to be like a demon invading a person's life and then like ruining it for them and and like i guess actually eating uh relatives or or people around him and then moving from town to town um sounds like it was a really yeah it was a really interesting plot uh the characters were awesome i liked everyone in it um jason bateman ben mendelson there was a couple other people in there that were pretty good. Pretty bad on names. Ben Mendelsohn. I think that was uh, Director Krennic, right, from Rogue One? Yeah. I definitely got to watch it. I, I, I definitely enjoyed the book. I thought it was particularly gruesome. <laughs> um, it was, the... and the show keeps up with that. Um, it's it's definitely pretty bloody. I wouldn't say as gory as like the boys, but... Um... I I also would like not get your hopes up for the ending because it kind of got a little like cheesy. I wonder if that's I wonder if the book then has the same ending than the than the show. It might have. It might just be like hard to portray. Yeah, because it definitely kind of staggered a little bit there at the end. But it was it was a very interesting story with very interesting twists. Uh, but like I don't know, you read Stephen King before, right? His his descriptions on the on the murder scenes and the all the crime scenes are just particularly disturbing. Yeah, very detailed. Um, to move on the on the little bit of a brighter <laughs> one. Yeah, let's get happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll I'll make a recommendation. Harley Quinn, the animated series. On HBO Max, formerly DC Universe, which, by the way, Warner Brothers, what the heck? <laughs> DC Universe is supposed to be the one-stop thing for all DC, and then like they moved all the content to HBO Max. I guess I guess yeah. they failed. <laughs> so, um, honestly, so this is something where you know I, I'd even recommend it to you because I think I think you might enjoy it, depending on how um, partial you are, I guess, to to animated car- uh, animated series, but. I feel like this was probably the best portrayal of the Harley Quinn character that I've ever seen outside of the comics. Um, the show's very funny. It doesn't take itself seriously at all. And it's very gory, too. But if I had to describe it, it would be like the very early Family Guy episodes. It has that kind of vibe to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But but obviously very like centered on the DC Universe. It's kind of like a caricature of all the DC characters. It has a lot of fun with its own continuity, and it's it, it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. There's two seasons out this year. Season two came out, and season one, I believe, was like late 2019. Uh, but it was really good, and it was one of the things that kept me sane throughout the, <laughs> the initial quarantine phase. So 
watch it if if you're at all interested in DC you'll you'll get a kick out of it. Yeah. Yeah, and also staying with the animated front and also light, more lighthearted. Um Big Mouth season 4 came out a little, a little while ago, a couple months ago. Um I think it sticks to the quality of the other seasons. Uh, I think they get into a little bit um more intense topics this season than they usually do. But it, it's, you know, a lighthearted watch, 20-minute episodes. I think they're like 10-episode seasons, so not that much of a time investment, but um, they're a little bit more on the R-rated adult theme. Yeah, definitely got to check that show out, because it's been on my list for a while, and I just never managed to kind of queue it up and, and stick to it. Yeah, I think it... I don't know if it's like the earlier seasons are better or if it's just like they're just doing a lot of the same so it just kind of becomes like repetitive type of thing but yeah nick kroll does so many good voices on that show um gosh what's this other what's the other name i feel like they did another show too right like did, did they come i know the creators of the show were like either talking to netflix about something else or were they john mulaney um yeah. I know they had a Broadway show that they brought to Netflix. I don't know if I don't know about another show though. That might be what I think of what I'm confusing it with then. But that one's like a lighthearted watch if you if you're like kind of over the intense dramas and you just want like a 20 minute thing to fill fill the void. But if you are into intense dramas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get back on the on the good stuff. If you are into intense dramas, uh, so there's a show uh, starring Chris Evans, and um, I don't know the kid's name, the actor from the new It movies. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's a show called Defending Jacob. It's based off of a book. I've read the book too, but it, I think it's exclusive to Apple TV, um, which is kind of a little bit of a bummer because it's like you know, not to get off topic, but like there's just so many streaming services right now. It's like it really are, yeah. <laughs> Like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, we went it, off in that in the past, too. So it, it's, a it's a lot of... Um, it's it's a very big, um, almost HBO-like drama uh, centered around Chris Evans being the father to this kid that's suspected of having committed a a, uh, a murder. Um, there you go. That kid. <laughs> um, but he's accused of committing a murder. It, all evidence points to it looks like the kid likely did it. And so the whole show's premise is like this father trying to prove his son's innocence um, and also coming into terms with like, did he actually do it or did he not? There's so many like suspenseful twists to it. Um, it, it, This is, I think Chris Evans at his best when it comes to like dramatic acting. I've never really particularly seen too much of Chris Evans doing drama, but um, it worked. And I thought, uh, I thought it was a pretty good show. And it's only a couple episodes. So it's not that much of a time kill for, in terms of like investing time in it. Yeah, I think Chris Evans, um, his range has been on display more more recently than before. At least, I don't know, maybe I'm just paying attention more, but um, I haven't gotten to watch Defending Jacob, but it sounds like he did a really good job there. And then also Knives Out, too. He was, he was enjoyable in that role. Yeah, he's gotten a chance to play a lot of different roles. He's... he's his range is as diverse as his muscles are shredded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't. See, it seems like when you do a superhero movie, you are that person. Like, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. is able to do like other roles now without being seen as Iron Man. And same thing for like Chris Hemsworth. I think he's always going to be seen as Thor. Uh, but I feel like Chris Evans has a chance to kind of break away from that. You know who's never had that issue? Toby Maguire. No, Paul oh. Rudd, man. Paul Rudd is always Paul Rudd. Like even in Ant Man, that's not. Yeah. That's not Ant Man. That's Paul Rudd. Yeah, I think he came into it with, you know, very popular movies that he had like an identity already built. I think Robert Downey Jr. obviously had a wide breadth of uh, roles, but I don't think they were as well known as like. 40-year-old virgin or um what's the one i'm thinking of knocked up like, you know like 
him being that like stupid idiot kind of friend. And eternally young looking for whatever reason. I don't know yeah, what the secret is. Not age. Yeah, I did. I was surprised to learn he was like over fifty. I I could have sworn he was like maybe late thirties. Yeah, he's getting up there, but he's got another Ant Man or two Ant Mans, right? Probably, yeah. He's he's got another one at least in them. Um, I think before we move on from it, the last show I just kind of want to recommend there from a visual standpoint is Tales from the Loop on Amazon. What is that one? So it's a it, every episode is a different story, a different set of characters, but it's basically a series of stories that are very sci-fi. Um, I don't know. If, have you ever read any like books from Ray Bradbury? No. I think it might have been like forced reading for middle schoolers for a bit. <laughs> um, but I, I used to enjoy the um, his his short stories, and the, this series just kind of calls back to a lot of that. Uh, it's it, it's very sci-fi heavy. Um, there is a story of of a kid finding a portal to another dimension in his backyard. There's one of a guy trying to find more time in his life. Um, there's one exploring like the humanity of robots. It, it's so it's it's really cool. So it, it's and it's definitely one of those things where you you don't need you don't feel the need to watch every single thing uh, and set it down on one binge. But if you're ever in like in the mood to watch something new and unique, and you've got like 45 minutes to kill. <laughs> um, you know, play play one. I, I I guarantee there's something. There's at least one episode in that series uh, that appeals to everybody. Go watch it. <laughs> did Tiger King come out this year? It did. Yeah. I feel like I would not put that on my best, but I feel like that really swept the nation and probably deserves some sort of recognition. <laughs> but I mean, I watched it, but I just didn't like it. <laughs> you didn't like it? No. I feel like you have to be really into like um, dramatic. A reality TV to kind of really appreciate it, right? I am into dramatic reality TV. I think it just got like oddly hyped up, <laughs> and it did not deserve it. Are you? What's what's your ideal take then on reality TV? Is it more Jersey Shore level, or is it yeah, more like Jersey Shore, level? The Hills, um, Laguna Beach, Real World, Road Rules? Yeah, the the OG reality shows. Oh damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I could kind of see why it's not your thing then. It, it's it's very um it, it's very tra- like it's it's a particularly unique version of trashy reality TV that it got into. Yeah, I mean it was like redneck who done it. <laughs> I mean, we know who done it. Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband. Like that that's my biggest takeaway from that show is like, you can't <laughs> you can't tell me otherwise. She definitely did feed him to the tigers. God, this is why I shouldn't have brought it up. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's talk. Let's look forward. Let's talk 2021. Oh what, my are, God. Uh, what are some of the movies coming out that we can look forward to? Well, let me talk to you a little bit about the movies that were supposed to come out in 2020, <laughs> <laughs> but are now in 2021, which is basically the list that we have here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about, and this is going to surprise you a little bit. But I think that probably my most anticipated movie to come out in 2021 is a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Oh, God. I know, right? <laughs> it was bad I, at the beginning. It won't get better. <laughs> I, I, I'm i in it only for one thing, man. And like, and I, I feel like I'm a little biased on this, right? Like, But I read a lot of the behind-the-scenes issues that they did with Zack Snyder. Like, I know... Uh, Warner Brothers didn't give him the chance to complete the movie. It's like he had a personal accident where his where his daughter passed away, and so he asked for time. And apparently, what ended up happening is they they told him he was going to have the time, and they just replaced him with Joss Whedon. So that's the only reason why I feel like I I really am kind of rooting for him on this one. So I hope he does make the best out of this intended cut. I I just I I like to hear these stories of like filmmakers getting a second chance to do what they were initially screwed over on doing. Um, I don't have high hopes for it, but I just, I feel like it's, it's a fair chance for him to kind of complete the vision that he started with uh, man of steel so many years ago. No, just here's my problem with it is that it's been like worshiped by the fan base without seeing it just being like, it's going to be so much better than what we got. Like, yeah, because what we got was like bargain (laughs) bargain bin garbage. Whereas if this is even just like a couple scenes better, then it's going to be held up in such high regard as like being a great superhero movie. But it's probably going to be worse than like most Marvel movies. 
Yeah, I don't think it's gonna hold a candle to the Marvel stuff. I just, I, I like I said, I feel but like it's gonna get worshipped as if it is as good as those because it's like, yeah, Zack Snyder's everything. Like, no, he's not Dave Filoni or John Favreau. <laughs> like, move on. Yeah, yeah, I feel like his big issue is like the fact that he's always. I think he's more. He's a great visual director. I think he's a great action director, but I just but don't. This think... is all CGI. Like it not it's very difficult to pull off you need a good script yeah well that's well, that's where i was getting at I, I feel like um even even 300 right like you can look back on it and say it's a it's a good movie or not but i personally never enjoyed it i thought it was uh, a great, great movie i thought it was a great visual movie i just never really enjoyed the story or like you, you get what i mean like it's not it's not winning any awards for anything but it's well. it's a great thing to kind of have fun with I'm a direct descendant of Leonidas, so that's probably what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you my most anticipated movie of 2021, which was also was supposed to be 2020, James Bond, No Time to Die, coming out in April. I love everything Daniel Craig. I think he's... My, I'm, I'm biased because he's pretty much like the only Bond I've watched, but I think he is like the ideal picture of James Bond. That is true. Yeah. They always nailed the action. I mean, we're going to get Rami Malek as a bad guy in this. And then um, Christoph Waltz is also coming back. Is this... uh, This is Daniel Craig's last movie as Bond, right? That's what he says, but then he always makes another one. (laughs) And I'll keep him coming. (laughs) That's true. He, He did say the same thing about the last one. Yeah. He was supposed to be done a while ago. He's just got to play Bond until he's like way too old to do it. Sean Connery did the same thing. So I would be fine with that because he's yeah. in incredible shape, and I'm still enjoying those movies. I rewatch those movies far too often. <laughs> Casino Royale is still like I, I think oh, um, overall so probably on my top tw- one of my top twenty favorite movies of all time. So good, yeah. It's also a little confusing if like that was like the only one you watched because it sets up for like some later movies but yeah um gosh they're also good um here's one that i don't know if i'm necessarily looking forward to it from like any sort of like cinematic perspective but it's just it's one of those things where it's like this is a full-on popcorn flick i don't really care about story godzilla versus king kong (laughs) oh my gosh i was hoping you would go there next i am all in on godzilla king kong real quick who wins in that fight? Um, the bias in me says Godzilla because he's like a fire-breathing T-Rex, basically. <laughs> he's also nuclear at the end of uh, Godzilla <laughs> Monsters or whatever it was called. What's the video uh, game term? They, they need to nerf him if, if Kong is going to stand a chance. You're entirely wrong, though. The winner of Godzilla versus King Kong is the fans, Ivan. It's us. <laughs> we get front row seats to the biggest grudge match of the century <laughs> from the comfort of your own couch it's good, coming out on hbo in may <laughs> i cannot wait i'm gonna like i might buy one of those projector screens and just get it the entire size of my wall because that's <laughs> one that you need in on a big screen make sure you get a good white sheet too because like no, it doesn't I'm project well on the wall high quality on the projector low quality on the sheets <laughs> <laughs> but no i'm excited for that one you can hedge your bets and say that you are excited for the popcorn, but I'm excited for the movie. I'm excited for the event. This is like, um, you know, not to delve too much into it, but like if <laughs> people get excited over YouTubers boxing each other, <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> yeah. this is the equivalent of that for me. But like it, it <laughs> there's more weight on this than <laughs> than there is on the YouTube. I just like I've sunk so much time into the, the GameCube uh, Godzilla game destroy all monsters like, yeah destroy all monsters it was so good uh yeah so that's why i love this and then i mean i've watched the they've they've built up the the fight coming for several movies that we've been anticipating and yeah i don't know who wins i think it's got to be godzilla but i don't think they're gonna actually do the thing where one defeats the other I I think uh, Mecha King Ghidorah arrives at the scene and he becomes like they have to join forces and like there's gonna be this endgame moment where they're like oh he is the true enemy 
What if uh ooh, I could see that actually, yeah. I was gonna say what if John C. Riley comes off in like a <laughs> little, <laughs> little speedboat. <laughs> all I want is some like all I want is somebody to, to stand at the edge of the fight scene and just say, Let them fight again. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be that same guy. He died though, he nuked himself. They'll or... find a way. <laughs> they <laughs> always do. And if there is not one, at least one reference of the nuclear test in 1940s being like an actual, not a test and like an actual attempt at killing something, this is a, this is a failure for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they put that in, that line in every movie, and sure enough, it works every time. I'm also curious because this was um, Warner Brothers' attempt to make like a MCU kind of thing out of all of their. Uh, monster movies so out of everything i think the godzilla stuff is the only one that really got any traction on it what do you mean like did you see kong like at the end of kong there's a after the credit scene that connects it to godzilla and also godzilla has one that connects it to kong right so this is the culmination of that i guess this is like the avengers of the godzilla godzilla verse yeah sorry i didn't understand what you were saying there no no worries but yeah I just got too too excited. Um, <laughs> let's talk Marvel though, because there's a lot Marvel. So obviously, Black Widow got postponed, coming out in May. Very excited for that one. Um, but also, like, uh, like low key, secretly, I didn't know that Venom was coming out with part two in June, which I'm immediately excited for. Yeah, so Venom One was a divisive movie for us, right? Like, I feel like I saw it first. I came back and I told you I thought it was not worth you know, the movie ticket admission. And I was hyping it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did. I, I will confess. I've seen it a couple more times since, and I've gotten more of an appreciation for it, primarily because of Tom Hardy. So It's all Tom Hardy, yeah. I, lo- I love him in that. I don't know who does the voice of Venom, but they, they, they played off each other well, which is hard to do because it's all, like, Venom's voice has to be done post. It's, like, the same thing with, like... um rocket raccoon in guardians right i think he does it himself but it's just so he i could be like misinterpreting this but i i, I thought they did his voice like in a three-layer kind of way so oh. he'll like record his normal voice then the venom voice then they sub venom sub human voice and they blend them together for it that would be crazy I think that's what they do. I, I don't know. I, I got to dig into it a little bit more. And maybe we could explore it a little bit more as we get close to the release date. But for me, though, for for this sequel, the it one. It was Tom Hardy. It was, right? Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, then, he kudos does to Tom. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be really good. I love Woody. He's, he's, he's a great. He's a great character. And. He's a little typecasted sometimes, but um, I, the the little end sequence there in the first scene where the, they show him visiting him in prison. Yeah. Just get rid of the wig, and I'm and I'm fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been better without the wig. <laughs> Carnage, though, like uh, I feel like that that's a character that's like an R-rated Marvel character, so I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with it. Yeah, have you heard any uh, on the street rumors about? Uh, Spider-Man being in this or no? Oof. Uh, <laughs> I you spot. So I'll tell you what I've heard. I, I, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Um, I heard that there's going to be a cameo from Tom Holland Spider-Man. Ooh, yes. And what I'm what I've been hearing is that they've been trying to tie in the whole Venom franchise to the MCU. Yeah. And now that we. Have. Yeah, and now that I, I'm kind of connecting everything together, you know how they say that the WandaVision stuff is going to tie into Spider-Man right. 3 and Doctor Strange 2? Maybe that's a way to kind of excuse it and shift realities together somehow? I'd just like the, that. Just the uh, the Spidey-verse opening up. Yeah, give us a live-action into the Spider-verse. That'd be pretty cool. That would be really cool, but you got to get a Miles in there. Oh, I, I, I'm 100% sure we'll see Miles within the next, like, f- five years or so. They gotta, like, strike while the iron is hot kind of thing here. Five years is too long. I need it 2021. <laughs> you can, you can <laughs> blame it on the now. <laughs> I know you put Morbius on this list. I probably will skip this movie until it's free. 
I, I'm going to watch it only because of one thing. Um, you know, so we, we like so, that. No, <laughs> we, we, we talked about this when it came out. We were, we were working together, so we were sitting right next to each other. When, yeah. when the, I think we saw the trailer around the same time, but um, I was very confused by the appearance of, well, seemingly Michael Keaton playing the Vulture again. Yeah, apparently. Um, oh, I'm deviating on ideas there. Michael Keaton got like signed up to be the DCEU Batman. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. So he he's back playing Vulture in the non MCU movie, right? You know, so I'm thinking, I'm just curious to see what they're trying to do there, right? Because that's that's my only like claim of interest here, because the, the character doesn't interest me, and no. I feel like unlike Venom, Morbius doesn't have that big of an appeal for you to say like, oh, we can definitely do a franchise from. Venom is an iconic 90s character. He 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 can carry a franchise on his own. He's carried his own comic book solo titles for years, but Morbius hasn't had that same pull. Yeah, I think I've gotten to the point where I kind of only like superhero movies if it's either part of a larger universe moving one plot forward or if it's like a origin story i don't that like uh, an origin story of a character in that universe right i don't know if i really care about like standalone superhero movies which is like also i guess that uh robert pattinson's batman too i i will definitely watch it and the trailer makes it look good but only because it's like it looks like tenant <laughs> you know yeah, I I I think um I think the MCU has set that expectation up for us because now it's like you know part of the fun is exploring these little elements of world building, right? And so yeah. when you get standalone car- uh, movies like this, it's just like I I feel like half of the fun is kind of sucked out of it cuz you've now seen the grass being greener <laughs> and you right. know for a fact it is greener on the other side kind of thing. Um yeah. I know what you mean though. I'm just I'm just curious to see what they do with it is all like I'm not I don't think it's necessarily like a, a movie that I'm really, really hyped for. But I'm I'm curious just to see if, if it ties into Venom. Are they like what are they really doing here? Next on my list is, you know, I feel the need, the need for speed. Give me Top Gun 2 coming out in June. Wasn't that also supposed to come out in 2020? It was. Yeah. <laughs> Man, there's so many 2020s on this list. God, I loved the original Top Gun. So yeah, loose. I, I was surprised to see a sequel. I was too, because it definitely didn't deserve a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> like it was good, but it wasn't like let's build a franchise off this. Right. I think to keep Tom Cruise in business, you know. Well, the guy like never seems to age all that much. Is he so... making another Mission Impossible? I don't know off the top of my head, but it wouldn't surprise me if he is. I haven't seen any of those. I've only ever seen Mission <laughs> Impossible 2, I think. Like I I didn't even see one. That's that's how disconnected I am on the franchise. The problem is like I don't know the order of them because they all have like unique names. Yeah, Mission Impossible 7 is coming out in November. <laughs> yeah, to me it's kind of like the We're same way seven? I treat <laughs> I have <laughs> I have more movies than Star Wars to catch up on. It's the same way I view Fast and the Furious. There's just so yeah. many of those. Like the last one they released was what Cal- Cal- Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes. Hobbes. Yeah, yeah. Was it Calvin? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I could be butchering that. Always, that joke always kills me. <laughs> uh, but then speaking of movies that have way too many sequels, oh, <laughs> how no. about Matrix Four coming Jesus. out? I mean, I'm still pumped about it, but. It doesn't deserve another one. Matrix 4, it reminds me of the scene from Chucky at the end of the movie where they've already burned him, butchered him, killed him, and the doll's like coming back for more. And you're just kind of like, what the hell? Like, that's Matrix 4 to me. <laughs> is Keanu um, in this one, though? He is, yeah. He's returning along with. Um, doesn't uh, he die in Matrix 3? Um. Yeah, you know what? Maybe Matrix 4 is Matrix 2.5. Yeah, something like that. And it's just like him inside the Matrix going through normal life. 
right? <laughs> now I would watch that. I that, I live that. Yeah. I now that we're speaking of these kinds of like never-ending franchises, I will confess that I actually do appreciate John Wick. It's a senselessly stupid franchise. Too. It's it the movies themselves are not all that good, right? But the action sequences are pretty fun. I watched the first one and I was like, oh, okay, he's got a dog, and then the dog was killed, and I was like, all right, now I get where they're gonna go for the whole thing. I get it because <laughs> I've seen the trailer. <laughs> I what about this. what about shows for twenty twenty one? We kind of have a oh. shorter list here, but I feel like there's a lot more that we left off of this. There is. Um, and there's one on this list that I don't think is actually coming out next year <laughs> or this year. Sorry. Which one? Mando season three. I thought they were both December. No, apparently they've clarified like Book of Boba is releasing in December. But as soon as that's done, then we get Mando season three. And so I think we're actually going to see Mando season three in 2022. All right, let's shut it down. <laughs> Throw the whole year away. <laughs> Why don't? It's like 2020 all over again. <laughs> um, we're getting all a right, few. Book of Boba. Can I have that one? Yeah, that's definitely coming out. All right. Well, I'm anticipating Book of Boba. I only have to wait a full year. <laughs> well, we have more than than that for 2021, right? We have Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, I said looking forward to, like anticipating. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Jesus>. Marvel <laughs> Zombies is coming out too, or not? Not Marvel Zombies. What do you call it? Marvel What If? <laughs> Marvel Zombies. It's because they have a Marvel Zombies episode on that on that show. Like Call of Duty Zombies is what I'm picturing. Kinda. It's like so. It's the Marvel What If series, right? So it explores like alternate oh. versions of the MCU. <laughs> Why would you say zombies? Because they have a zombie episode, and to me, for whatever reason, I was like, "Oh yeah, they're they're making a version of Marvel Zombies, but they're not." Okay. Yeah. I don't honestly know what the What If series is about, and if someone says it, I just I just pretend to know. But what is the What If series? <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to take. It's supposed to retell the stories of all twenty three Marvel movies. So every episode is going to focus on a different movie, but it's going to change one or two different elements of it. So like for Captain America, they, they basically explore like what if Peggy Carter was the one that took the, the serum and she's now Captain Britain <laughs> and um, and Captain America actually dons a prototype Iron Man suit. So he becomes the Iron Man of that uh, of World War Two, basically. So. Then we have another one where, like, what if it's T'Challa that got taken into space and not Star-Lord? And so T'Challa becomes Star-Lord. Um, they have a Marvel Zombies version. So I don't know which movie they're changing up for that. But um, I know it's it's like a, a, a world where basically all the Marvel heroes are turning into zombies along with the rest of the world. So a couple of them end up not becoming it. And so that's kind of the basic plot of that, that movie. Be pretty interesting. Yeah, so I, I think it's it's an interesting fan fiction concept. getting its light, you know. Yeah, in animated form. <laughs> oh, it's animated. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of animated, um, the Bad Batch. Yeah, that's coming that's in coming soon. You can't take that one away from me this year, right? Nope. That and Star Wars Visions. That's come. Those two animated shows are coming up. Um, I want to say they said spring of twenty twenty one. Oh man, that's exciting. Yeah. So those are coming in. So we're, in, in reality, we're getting three Star Wars shows this year. There's two animated ones and Book of Boba Fett. So, you know, we may not get Mando season three soon, but we'll we'll get it eventually. I'm sure we'll get a Lego one too. You know, a little surprise holiday or something like that. I hope so. Give us uh, give us another Life Day special. <laughs> yeah, those, those I'm looking forward to Loki. Loki, Loki, and Falcon and Winter Soldier are the next Marvel Disney Stop Plus. Bringing up Falcon and Winter Soldier, the fans don't want to hear it. Nobody likes them. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> Damn, so much dislike for Captain. I America. think it's the Shield. I think it's the Shield that like really. Sets it's the self righteousness that sets you off. <laughs> um, burn through those shows. I don't have any others on my list. I'm trying to think. No, I don't. I don't have anything either. Honestly, like I know that there's more that's coming up, but I'm I've been very confused now because I know that. There's stuff I was expecting to get uh, this year for 2021, but because of the whole COVID situation, 
I think the schedules have been like warped. So I think it's uh, also that our attention is, you know, like grasping at the movies that were supposed to be 2020 and now coming out this year. I think that's where a lot of our attention is. Yeah. For this year. Which I'm excited about. I mean, this should be a huge content year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I think we're getting a Spider Man movie this year. Is Spider Man 3 this year? Let me double check real quick because I'm pretty I sure. I came across that, but I thought that was wrong. It is, it, it's set for a release, uh, a September release date. Yeah, December 17, 2021. Spider Man 3. How long has Tobey Maguire been on the set of a movie and no one's known it? <laughs> <laughs> a little secret on that. Like, chances are Tobey's already signed the deal, but they just don't want to say anything about it until they're finished shooting. Aren't all three in there? I thought it was like confirmed. Um, it's not. It's confirmed that Andrew Garfield is there and Tom Holland, but it hasn't been confirmed that Tobey Maguire is in it. Toby's there. Come on. Yeah, he's been spotted on set. So at I'm least to sure. say pizza time. It's pizza time. Oh man, pizza time. I hope they give him his his little send off here because he 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 deserves at least to close out his his franchise in some yeah, way. Yeah, I know it receives a lot of flack, but those were like the original superhero movies that I grew up with. Yeah, that I, was our childhood. I liked them. I worshipped those as a kid because I thought that was like the pinnacle. And then obviously we've gotten better since then. But I, I, I don't know if they hold up to today's standards. But back then they were they were everything. I still really like Spider Man too. Like it probably doesn't hold up as much as it as I. It, it doesn't. Like the worst mind. one of the three. <laughs> what do you? No, dude, no, you can't. No, Spider Man three was put, the worst. I'm the putting three. three above two. Oh. And I'm putting one at one. I staunchly disagree with that list. Well, I was a kid, and I'm keeping my ranking. <laughs> God damn. Uh, uh, any last thoughts on uh, on the year? Um, yeah, Look back or forward year. Well, there's another one we missed. To, we we forgot to kind of point out that was Eternals. That's the movie that I keep forgetting that Marvel made. Uh, forget it. <laughs> No, you're just like, I just chose that. <laughs> I said most anticipated. Wait, I we didn't talk Black Widow. I said Black Widow. Did we? Oops, my I, bad. I lumped it in there real quick with Venom. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that one. <laughs> um, no, I, th- I think uh, there's probably more that we're, we're just like missing out here. Because I, I feel like um, I'm, I'm getting confused. Because there's the stuff that I knew was going to come out in 2021, but I'm sure is now getting pushed to 2022 because 2020 movies are getting pushed to 2021. Yeah, I'm hoping that studios kind of just give us a treat and give us more of those or less ones that they'll push away. But I, I also think you might be right. I think they might push some of these beyond to stretch their their archives. Yeah, it's going to be a long kind of recovery process this year. And I hope that's the kind of the theme of this year, right? It's like getting us back to a little bit of sense of nor- normality. Uh, and hopefully with that, a more <laughs> predictable and, and less chaotic entertainment schedule, too, for our sake. Yeah, I mean, obviously the uh, vaccines have been made and are being distributed. But it seems like even before those were vetted, they had processes of in place to be able to film. So it seems like we should get back on track. Yeah. Uh, so I think we got through 2020 with a good amount of uh, refreshing content that we got through it. We're going to get a lot of new stuff this year, stuff that might've been postponed, but I- I'm excited for a lot of movies. There's a lot of good shows out there. I'm sure there's, there's obviously a lot we missed. Um, so if you want to send us your list of what you loved the most of 2020 or the list that you are looking forward to for 2021, uh, go ahead and hit us up at, and email us at behind the fourth wall podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at BT fourth wall for being four TH. Yeah. And send us your ranking of captain America movies just to kind of put, prove out here to my very stubborn co-host that Captain America is actually a pretty good character and a good friend. Oh, I can rank the Captain Americas, but they don't rank well against everything else. I disagree, (laughs) but okay. (laughs) And on that note, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.